0: Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets
1: are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you.
2: Welcome back to Budkus Beyond the Line. Today, we are joined by Danny Amendola. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, playing for the New England Patriots, has over 6,000 career total receiving yards, playing for seven different NFL organizations, and my brother. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two, ready? Great. On two, on two, on two, ready? Great. Budko, with Super Bowl time, what are you thinking? Who you got? I'm going to have to, I don't
1: know, man. I, I don't think you could go against Mahomes, homes, but for some reason uh,
2: I'm going with the Eagles. Wow. Wow. That's, that's actually surprising to me. I thought you were going to go chiefs. I'm personally. Oh, going I got to I got to I
1: got to keep in the, the NFC.
2: Oh, I see. You're There's, doing the Homer thing. I get it. I get it. You know, which Kelsey's going to show out best? Do you think?
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy that you'd be playing your brother and in, in the Super Bowl, and that must be really exciting for their family because that's you know it's getting in the Super Bowl hard enough as it is. Yep. And playing against playing against your brother, that should be special.
2: Oh yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan. I didn't get to watch too many. Eagles games opposed to the k c but uh his brother is a hell of an athlete, big guy can move, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a battle for sure in Arizona.
1: yeah, was the last Super
2: Bowl you went to was when your brother played? um let's see the last one was probably, yeah, I guess it was in Minnesota yep, when, when it, was it was minus five <laughs> when it was minus twenty in the shade yeah. And, and Foles caught out. What was that? The quarterback, quarterback special. What was that? That play they called? Yeah, well, that
1: was when the Bears, when they beat the Bears in the playoffs. When, when our kicker missed. Oh. Well, Remember we, the, double, the double doink? doink everything? The double doink? The double doink. <laughs> the double doink, bus. Well, yeah. What oh, else we are you going to do? Should be interesting. Well, I, my dad's getting a lifetime achievement award. So we're going to go to that dinner. That's nice. Awesome. We're probably going to hit Radio Row and do some radio stuff. You know, we'll probably hit that uh, Ditka Jaws cigar party. Oh, that's that right. right. And then, uh, you know, the golf's in town. Also, I've never really walked around a golf. You know, a PGA tour event. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I've been to the Ryder Cup, yeah. and that was in Chicago. But that was certainly, you know, that was just kept in a suite. So yeah, I might, yeah. you know, go out and walk around and. Follow a few players and be kind of fun. I
2: think you definitely should. I actually when uh, when Malcolm Butler got that interception in that one Super Bowl when they they were in Phoenix that year. I actually got a chance to go to the uh, Phoenix Open the day before. And it was it was sweet, man. It was wild. Yeah, I forget what number. I think it's like 11. It's like the party hole where 16. Like, oh, it's a 16. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got, we got a couple of passes to go in there for a little while. It was obviously packed. It was really, yeah. really like, raining. It was raining hardcore that day. But...
1: I'm, I'm looking to do the butt go shuffle into there. Uh Oh, well, you know that happen. one,
2: <laughs> as long as it's on the way in, not, not on All the way well, out.
1: Well, where the price is
2: 1500 bucks to get in. Yeah. Well, and I you're going to have a
1: blast though. And I get in there somehow. Hey man, maybe I'll I'll pretend I'm like the groundskeeper guy. <laughs> you know, like just carry a, carry a ladder.
2: Carry a ladder. Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah. Caddyshack. Like. Got to wear the boots, the boots and the hat. There you go. Face them down all, flops. The, all the gophers. Yeah, like, the flip flops and the floppy hat. There you go. I like it. Right. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, if I got a chance to go, I would definitely try and hit the, the Phoenix Open. To yeah. It's, it's, Who it's, do you think's gonna win? Um, I'm going with KC. I mean, I think Mahomes, as long as he can stay on the field, you know. Yeah. I know with a high ankle. I've actually had a high ankle sprain, and it was no fun at all. I mean, you literally have to because you can walk fine, you can almost run, but when you start like changing directions bro, that your your legs start screaming at you. So I don't know if he's going to get, you know, a little shot before the game or how that's going to work, but he's going to fight it out as much as he can. I know that for sure. I've got KC 27, uh, Eagles 23. Whoa. All right. You got any uh, score prediction? I'm going Philly to the over. So
1: that would be 27, 24. Okay. Eagles. Oh, all right, I got.
2: You. What is what does Hertz throw for? I, I'm not
1: impressed with Kansas City's defense. Oh, really? I think they're going to be able to move the ball, and uh, I mean, Mahomes is great. Kelsey, I think it'll be right up there. Nice. You know, but hey, speaking about the Super Bowl, we have your brother coming on next. Two-time Super Bowl champion.
2: That's right. We do. Uh, let's go see what he thinks. Sounds good. Let's do it. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. One eight seven seven 877 web now one Welcome back. We are joined today by Danny Amendola, former wide receiver totaling over 6,000 career receiving yards, a two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, a Navy SEAL in training, and my brother. Danny, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's good to see you. you survived
1: your show, your recent show and that you can be on with us.
3: Yeah, it was uh it was a unique experience, man. Uh got to go to Jordan for 10 days, was in a in a tent in the middle of the desert, sleeping on a cot, eating very little calories during the day, no showers, no running water really. And uh it was wild, man. Nice. Have you got to see any of it? But have you got oh,
2: to yeah, see any, yeah. any of the Buckus? Just- yeah definitely man it's pretty cool it's pretty intense what was your favorite event that you did was it like my favorite event doing it
3: was probably the repelling i think we saw that a couple of weeks ago it was my first time repelling and i'm not you know i'm not i don't have a fear of heights but once you get 30 40 stories up and you got to get down as quickly as possible like your heart is absolutely racing but It was fun because I've never done it before rappelling and and I've never been on, you know, mountain climbing, never, you know, I didn't know how to handle the rope. So the guy gives you like 15 seconds worth of instructions and you just got to go, man, and trust it. And um, that was my favorite thing. The least my least favorite thing was probably the tear gas chamber, which I think is coming up uh, this Wednesday at eight o'clock central. The tear gas chamber was. I mean, the worst experience I, I can't felt like imagine. You, I can't. It's h- so hard to describe the feeling of sucking in a bunch of tear gas. Uh, How
2: was it? Did you take the mask yeah. off or did they just pump it in there in the room?
3: So you you walk into this shipping container with a mask on and then there's an instructor in the shipping container with a mask. He tells you to take your mask off You take your mask off and it immediately punches you right in the face. Oh, man. And. It felt like you stick your face in in hot baking grease, man. It was terrible. Jeez. But and then you got to answer a couple questions in there, and then find a bag, like find a medical bag, and then you have to find an exit that wasn't the same doorway as as you entered in. So you had to find an alternate way to leave. And you you know the longer you took finding that way, the more gas you sucked in, and, and the worse it felt. But wow. yeah, that was terrible. I, I you know I I wish that upon nobody for sure. Yeah, I saw the one where you know you did the rappel across. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty scary too. I mean, yeah, we were really, really high up there. We had a we had a hike up this mountain, and I I low key got worn out hiking up this mountain. You, you got to get up there as fast as you can, and then you and then you got to tight rope your way across there. And did you look down was, when you
2: were in the did you look down when you were in the middle? no no <laughs> and it's
3: all balance and core and stuff and, and it's like you were just trying to focus there's a set of rocks like in front of you in front of us that you just had to focus in on those and and try to like feel your way across the rope. it got wob- really wobbly like right in the center of it obviously yeah right? it seemed
1: that when it. i was watching it's like like once your feet got in front of your chest a little bit it seemed like lean like forward a little bit because <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
1: once you get back you know when I did the Grand Canyon yeah that's what I had to do you had to lean forward a little and I'm joking obviously
3: <laughs> yeah it was no that it, looked was, pretty it cool. was a crazy experience I mean I'd, I learned a lot out there I think I got to uh, meet a lot of cool people and it's something that I'll cherish forever. I I will never do anything like that again, just because it was so intense. I lost like 15 pounds, you know, stayed up, I lost a lot of sleep, stayed up overnight a couple of times, uh, you know, watching Night Watch and stuff like that. And, you know, no sleep, no food. They try to break you. So it was- right.
1: Sounds like that's what our troops go through.
3: Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Huge, res- huge respect to those guys, man. They just yeah. a taste of their world for 10 days was, was a lot. Yeah. So what are you doing these days? You just moved to Austin and. Yeah. So I'm living in Austin. I've been here for about six years and um, I'm working on uh, a couple of properties here in town, getting into land development a little bit, trying to accumulate more. I, I kind of want to go into commercial real estate soon. Um, but been doing more of the residential side the past couple of years. Uh, I got a project coming up. We're finishing here in about six, seven months. And, uh, I got a really cool potential buyer that I will remain nameless for now. Hopefully the deal goes through. I'll let you know, but a lot of great opportunity in this city, uh, residentially anyway, it's, it's a great market right now. I mean, it's coming down a little bit, uh, but it's, it's, it's a great market right now for a, uh, for a house. So um i'm headed to the super bowl this week i'm going the thursday coming back sunday before the game going to watch the game nice who's gonna win who's gonna win uh i think the chiefs are gonna win nice i mean i'll see you down there yeah we gotta link up definitely we gotta link up for sure who do you think's gonna win bucko eagles (laughs) Eagles. so we'll have to have a lunch bet on that maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, yeah I'm down for that uh, at,
1: at the lobster in Santa Monica
3: remember yeah that's the last place that's the last place we got to sit down and eat man that was a good day yeah so
1: I mean we, we've talked to some of our former guests you know obviously it's real estate was it was that something like you were preparing for you know leading into your retirement or you kind of fell into that You know, is that something you wanted to do at the end of your playing career and and knew you'd be good at going into it, the transition? That's kind of how we, some of our guests, how you transition from playing into
3: real life. Yeah, Yeah, I started doing this, you know, two or three years ago, actually. And, you know, it doesn't take up too much time, you know, so my days aren't packed. I have like a couple of meetings a week, really. Yeah, and and that's really it. So it's it's not too time consuming, but it keeps me busy at least a little bit throughout the week, you know. Oh. Uh, and then it and then it allows me to be creative and and dive into my creative side and and work. I work and partner with a, a lot of good people. I got a couple of builders in town that are great, and then also I I have a a great architect partner that is a Texas Tech kid as well, and he does a lot of great stuff here in town. One of the best architects in Austin. So
1: awesome. Awesome. When you say Texas Tech, it makes me think about, you know, the the, the recent passing of Mike Leach. And uh, yeah.
3: was your coach down there, right? He was. He was my coach. Uh he recruited me. He offered me a scholarship and I played for him for four years. Uh I spent a lot of time with him after college too. You know, did some work for him uh in the offseason for a couple all star games that he was coaching, one of them in Tempe, and um, you know, spent a lot of time on the phone with him, usually at odd hours of the night, but he'd always answer the phone and talk to you. I got to see him about seven months ago in Key West. Uh, I was down there for uh, a little vacation and I texted him and I was like, Hey, I'm in town. I knew he lived there in the off season and, and met him the next day at his favorite little bar. And we sat there for three hours and Talked about football, talked about life, and and he's a very unique individual. I know, obviously, you guys have seen some of his interviews, and 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 he can get pretty creative. So it's yeah. it, it was a blessing to sit, yeah, it was a blessing to sit there and you know be able to talk to him and and pick his brain a little bit for three four hours in, in Key West, you know. But unfortunately, uh, we lost him, uh, and the funeral was great. All the guys got together. Where where um, was it? in starksville mississippi. Starkville, mississippi starkville yeah uh at their basketball they had an awesome deal at their basketball arena and you know all the football players obviously gardner Minshew spoke lincoln riley spoke a couple of his current players spoke and you know he's he, he's just a he was a unique individual man and the world's gonna miss him so yeah, yeah.
2: definitely did you say he's one of your most influential coaches, or was there any other coaches that you kind of think about as far as I think he was. I think
3: the biggest thing I got from him from him was really just the attitude that you have to have to to play the game at a high level and and show up every day to work your ass off and and um yeah he, he took a lot of his teachings from Bill Belichick so I kind of, once I got in New England, I kind of saw what I was doing in, in college and, and I, and I could, you know, relate those two together. So uh, I know Bill Belichick uh, influenced Mike Leach a lot. So it was, you know, at, at the time I didn't really understand when I was in Lubbock, why we're, you know, I remember we were playing Baylor one day and it, it snowed like, like a foot in, in Lubbock. And Mike Leach had us practicing in the snow. And I was like, you know, I think the game was 70 degrees when Baylor finally came to town, and I was so confused. I was like, "Why the hell are we practicing in a foot of snow?" You know, bitching and moaning. And he said after that practice, it was you know, it was a terrible practice. We couldn't complete one ball. And and he's like, "You're gonna have to learn how to train in these conditions because sometimes you'll never know it, but you know, you'll you could get a snowstorm day of the game. You're in Ames, Iowa. It starts snowing, and and you have have you not practiced in that." conditioned before, you're not going to be ready. You might feel uncomfortable. You don't necessarily know what to wear, what type of gloves to wear, or, you know, you never, you've never been in that, in those elements. So, you know, I under, I understood that, uh, when I got to new England as well. And, and that's how bill was. And, and, and a lot of coaches, you know, if it's snowing outside, we'll, they'll go inside so you can get better football drills in, but at the same time, when you, you know, when you have an outdoor game that week in, in your, could possibly be you know rain or snow, you got to get ready for that in the practice elements as well too. I know you know Mike Leach loved that about him.
1: Nice. And then as as a coaching staff at you know your stops in the NFL, what was your was uh I, you know I'm guessing New England, but because you won there, yeah. Of, of all the stops you had from uh, administration to coaching to facilities, what was your favorite?
3: Uh, Yeah, I think uh, New England was my favorite. Yeah, obviously, because every time, anytime you win uh, a Super Bowl, you're bonded with those guys and that relationship is really special. You know, you get to, you know, obviously share the experience with them and then, you know, the parties and the aftermath and then a lot of uh, uh, events and circumstances that really bring guys closer together. Uh, and most of the guys on those teams, you know, I'm, I'm very close with a lot of them. And, and uh you know we get to share those memories and experiences for for the rest of our life so um that was those that was probably certainly the one in 15 St. Louis Rams in 2008 wasn't my uh favorite year but
2: <laughs> <laughs> who is the, the toughest up. player you ever played against Danny
3: the toughest player i ever played against was probably ray lewis <laughs> I can see that. He's pretty tough. I remember we played; I played against him in a preseason game, and luckily I only had to be in there for about a quarter and a half because I was ready to get out of there when he was in there. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Well, cool. Also, besides Uh, your special forces show, I know you have that movie coming out too, The 80 for Brady. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet.
3: Um, You know, I don't really have – much going on today besides this i was thinking about going considering my powers out uh here in austin so i have a lot of free time right now but um i i haven't seen it yet i've heard a lot of great things about it uh, i think it's it's up there in the box office too i think a lot of people are going to see it i think uh i got a text two or three days ago say, from uh some of the guys I was working with on the show and and they said it's I think number two in the box office right well, how box is it office right now Sally I gotta double check but
2: how was it working with Sally Field and some of those seasoned
3: actors Oh man Sally Field's great. Yeah Sally was great she was the um the one person I had lines with in the in the movie and I got to really know Sally Field a lot. You know we talked for about thirty, forty minutes before uh we went on and and I got to ask her, you know, how did you get into acting how how did you learn where did you find that love for acting and and she said i she really loved to do improv and and as we know improv is one of the hardest things to do and and if you can learn how to improv you can definitely remember lines i i, I know she likes to implement improv in her lines and and working with these directors the directors understand that and they know what they're going to get with her and it's all going to be gold cuz she's so good so we had like three or four lines together and and it ended up being you know, a, a small conversation, and, and it—I really didn't even feel like we were acting; we were just talking. And um, my my three or four lines turned into like eight lines, so I got to see what they cut out of it. I like uh, it. And 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 next thing I know, it, they wrapped it up, and we're and and I was done. And you know, I was definitely uh, holding on to the expertise of Sally Field and, and everything that she brought to the film. You know, I was merely—I uh, was a rookie on set, so nice. But I I love Sally ever since Smoky and the Bandit. Man, she, oh, she yeah, was one of my definitely. childhood childhood crushes. So, oh yeah, um, it was an honor to meet her. And uh, you mean you didn't have a crush was, on Lily, Lily Tomlin? Tomlin. You mean <laughs> you, you didn't have a crush on Lily Tomlin? I gotta I gotta get on Google and and, uh, and see what she was talking about. But she was uh, everybody was so nice. You know they're obviously for the goats. So yeah, they. They made the movie great. I I can't wait to go see it. So, do you like that? Is that something that you may want to get into acting? Ever? Um, no, no, okay. no, no, no. I don't think so. I don't not, think that's not what I, in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I I need to feed I need to feed my competitive side a little bit more. I feel like you know whether I get back into coaching or get you know get back into the game, whether it be general manager type of position, oh. um. You know, that's probably something that I'll I'll try to I I just needed a break, man. Like my football senses are all fried right now. Like I can watch a couple of games here and there on a Sunday, uh, but I've I i got to put it on mute and just listen to music. Otherwise, you know, I, I get sick of watching the same old stuff every every week, been doing it for a long time. So it was nice, really nice to get a break this year and um travel around. I went to Europe for three weeks, went to Greece, went to France, and then went to uh Italy. And, and just kind of, that was during training camp, but right before training camp, I actually went out to, we were in Nashville, the Arizona Cardinals were playing against the Tennessee Titans. So they had a joint practice for three days. And I was helping uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who the former coach of the Cardinals is a good friend of mine. And so he brought me out to work with their wide receivers. So I could kind of get my football fix and and help those guys uh, out for a few days as much as I could. And, um, Got to see really how hard and how much time these coaches put in, and you know they're up at the facility from five o'clock in the morning to midnight, and they don't get much sleep. They're trying to game plan and get these get the right guys on the roster, and mm-hmm. and um, I was really shocked by how much time they they actually put in and, and and how how much they actually cared. And after that, I immediately went to Europe and and forgot all about it. So <laughs> it was good. It was, just, it, it's it's was, been how a good your body year. Feeling all, right man. now.
2: Physically, I mean, I, without having to take. My body's pretty good. Yeah, my body's
3: pretty good. Um, You know, I have some arthritis in my left ankle from, from some surgeries. I just got over a shoulder surgery uh, seven months ago. I had a, uh, what is it? Rotator cuff surgery that, that rip, that was, it was, I don't know if you guys have ever had a shoulder surgery before, but it is the most uncomfortable rehab. I mean, you can, (laughs) you, you can ever have, I wish that upon no man, honestly. Uh, that was miserable, but yeah, man, I, my body's feeling good. My body's my body's yeah, feeling good. Yeah. I'm a little hungover, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's it. Nice.
1: I when I would, when I was at the sea, there was a guy on our team that had both shoulders done at the same time. Mm. Oh Sorry. man, that's the worst. <laughs> you know, like he's like you can't sleep. You know, you can't. I'm like, yeah, geez, that's got to be the worst.
3: I was sleeping in a recliner for the first week and it was so, like cuz even when you lay down your shoulder if you're laying down your shoulder really is isn't relaxed because it, right. it's sitting on it's sitting on something you know in that socket and it was so so miserable man I remember I remember the day afterwards for whatever reason I don't really my body doesn't react to pain medicine like the pain pills that they give you after the surgery too well so i had this port in my shoulder and it it was giving me liquid pain medicine and i was feeling woozy a little lightheaded ended up passing out face down on the on my kitchen table and uh, and my friend was there and they ended up ripping my ripping the port out of my shoulder so i could start and after right when right when they ripped that out of my shoulder, that poor, I I immediately felt better. So something with the medicine, I don't really, I don't really vibe with too well.
1: Yeah, but you'd rather do that than what you did in Jordan, right?
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take it, I'll take that. I mean, either way, I had a blast doing it. You know, I I had a blast in Jordan, but, you know, I learned a lot and I gained a lot of perspective, but uh, I'll leave that to the professionals, man. Yeah. (laughs) Are you now, keep, do you like up with you some of those guys? Uh, I do keep in touch with with a lot of those guys. We're all on a group text together, so every week, really, the episode comes out. I think we're almost we're almost done. I think we got maybe three weeks left, but every week we're always chopping it up, going back and forth, uh, making fun of each other and stuff. So it's <laughs> it's great to uh, it's great to have met uh, Mel B, you know, a Spice Girl. She was, nice. uh, you know, she was awesome back in the day. Mike Piazza was one of my favorite baseball players growing up. I got to meet him and really get to know him. He seemed uh, like Dwight a real guy. Yep. Dwight Howard, obviously, we all know who he is. Great NBA player. Naske uh, a gold medalist. Carly Lloyd was somebody that I really enjoyed talking to the whole time, you know, just picking her mind on how she trained for her seasons and, and her running you know workouts and her diet and stuff like that so it was really good to get around these professionals hall of famers and and just sit around and tell old war stories really so
1: yeah what are you doing down in the super bowl you got a couple of appearances or stuff like that or are you just going down to enjoy it
3: not many appearances this year um you know i've done that whole deal In my past, really every year I've been to the Super Bowl, even if if I wasn't playing it, obviously, but uh, I've at least done some some deals and stuff like that. But I just kind of wanted to open up my schedule a little bit. Uh, I have a bunch of friends over there. The golf tournament's going on that weekend. So I'm going to try to um, I'm going to try to keep my my schedule pretty lean so I don't have to uh, be committed to too many things where I can kind of find some time to relax.
1: There you go. Very cool. Well, if any extra tickets come out of your pocket, I'll be right there by you,
3: buddy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to go to the game. I'm actually going to, I'll let you know, though. Yeah. I'm going to go to a couple of deals out there and then I'm going to come back to Austin and watch the game at the house on Sunday. Yeah.
1: That's what my dad's doing. He's, we got like Radio Row and uh, a lifetime achievement award on Friday night. And then, um, He's going to, he always makes it back here to watch with my mom on Sunday.
2: Yeah, we watched Um, the caliber last year. Yeah, I'll be down there, but I'm not
1: going
3: to the game either. So, yeah,
1: should be a good, that's awesome game.
3: Yeah, it's going to be good. I think, uh, you know, the Eagles have a lot of weapons. Obviously, they got a quarterback that's playing really well. You know, their defense is playing well. I think KC has a lot of weapons. Obviously, Kelsey's playing really well.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: you know, Mahomes is is the best in the league. Hopefully his ankle is feeling a little better, you know, after two weeks off from last week. So, uh, Have you
1: ever had that injury?
3: High ankle sprain? Yeah. I'll have to look over the records, but I, I pretty much have had every every single injury in the book, I think, yeah, at this point. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh, I hear they're hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah, they're tough, man. I broke my leg when I thought it was a sprain and I ended up, you know, walking off the field and I ended up breaking my fibula, which was about a four or five week recovery. TO did it right before, remember when TO in the Super Bowl Oh, uh, that's
2: right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he did it. He did it right before the playoffs, I think. And then they ended up making it to the Super Bowl. He he came back and played in the Super Bowl. But it's really about a four or five, six week recovery process but they say that that's not as bad as a high ankle sprain uh, because those ligaments and everything, you know, in there really needs a lot of time to heal. So it's, I know it's going to be painful for him. um, But I mean, he, he showed that he could play, you know, at a high level last week, you know, he's, he's still throwing the ball really well. Um, And yeah, I'll be rooting for him. He's a fellow Texas tech guy. That's why I got to, I got to root for him. So there
2: you go. Nice, yep, Danny. What was your favorite football moment of all time? I know you my favorite
3: f- my personal favorite football movie? yes, oh man uh, uh I think my favorite football moment of all time would be I would say when I met you got when you got you and dad came down uh to the field after our first super Bowl win. oh yeah, that, that was, was pretty
2: wild. awesome. yeah, that, that was, was pretty, pretty awesome. awesome
3: yeah it it's that was in like, Phoenix
2: too, that was in Phoenix,
3: yeah that was in phoenix so we won all the um the malcolm butler interception which was like a a heart attack at the end of that game mm-hmm. and and everybody was going absolutely apeshit for for as long as you know they could and then finally the fa- friends and family made it down to the field and then uh you know I, I locked up with you guys and and it was just that was probably the best moment yeah that was yeah. insane
2: yeah definitely yeah I mean- I mean, to describe the confetti and actually be in the confetti uh, on the fi- – you know what I mean, on the field after the Super Bowl is just insane. Were you doing the yeah. angel – the snow angel in the confetti? I did. I did. <laughs> I, did. Yo, I was yeah.
3: snow angeling it up. <laughs> I was snow angeling it up. <laughs>
1: That's good.
3: <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Matt, what's your favorite football memory?
2: My favorite football memory – um mine uh from your personal football career. <laughs> I Ehrhold. don't know. I mean Give the me, ear, give ear hole at Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska, San Jose State. A&M. Yeah, I think you had an interception. These in are, are all these game. are all concussions. These are all games I got <laughs> concussions. In. Yeah. What about any inner pick sixes for you or anything? Oh, I got an interception my first game, but I I didn't take it to the crib. It was with no time left in the first half. And I ended up lateraling it to this corner trying to go in with no time left on the clock. He ended up getting tripped up from behind, but it was pretty sweet.
3: Yeah, I remember listening to that on the radio.
2: Yep. Um, I don't know. Probably, I think I had like 19 tackles or something like 20 tackles and against Minnesota, my first home game. That was, that was probably the best. Yeah, And I knocked a guy I, – I hit a guy hard. He got knocked out, and I – that was another concussion game. <laughs> but Did yeah, you win that game at least? You know what? We ended up losing to Minnesota that day. You can believe the Baylor Bears. So you needed 21 tackles, not 19. Man, you can't – safety's making that many tackles. It's not, not what you need, not what you want, brother.
3: Yeah, you can't
2: have your safety leading
3: the team in tackles. Unless <laughs> you oh, got a problem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you might as well have the goalposts, lead the league in tackles,
2: too. Back in the, yeah, back in the field of play.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, yeah. was probably, mine was probably probably winning the Rose Bowl.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun. I still Maybe. haven't got a chance to go to that stadium, but I want to really bad. Yeah,
1: after it uh, takes a rest from UCLA, you know, that's their home field. What was your
2: favorite stadium to visit or play in?
3: Yeah, my favorite stadium... It's a good question, man. I... I remember going to Candlestick Park for my first time. It was an older stadium. I, I kind of liked, uh, I don't necessarily love like the big Jerry worlds and like, you know, the sofi. I, you know, it's pretty and it's big and it's cool, but I like more, you know, intimate settings, so to speak. I like Candlestick stadium. was awesome. Yeah. Candlestick was really cool. Uh, Cause it, every time you played there, it was 70 degrees and sunny and you could, walk out of the uh, locker room and smell the stale beer and popcorn from the years before of, of people, you know, coming in and watching games. And, and it was just so
2: historic and and to play there. What was the worst stadium?
3: The worst stadium I ever played in was the Oakland Raiders stadium. We have to, it's a baseball field too. And you have to. Yeah. I hate
1: that. When you have to share it with the dirt.
3: I know. We oh. played on the dirt. We played on the dirt one game, and it was it was it was miserable trying to run routes on that stuff. But, yep. but uh, you come out of the locker room, and you got to go through the dugout, and you actually have to pass through the home team's bench. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a gnarly stadium. I mean, it was. I'm glad that it got to Las Vegas. Put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> but so you said you still keep in touch with some of the guys. Oh yeah shoot i talked to oh yeah i talked to gronk Gronk every once in a while I'm, I'm meet I'm going to meet with Edelman this week and some friends in a z for the super Bowl. I still talk to rob Ninkovich, still talk to um james Devlin tom bunch of bunch of those guys i mean once you you spend so much time together and it's like you're you know your family so it's like you always yeah. those relationships and friendships will will last a lifetime so it's 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 really cool.
1: Now you're still pretty, uh, pretty
3: close with Belichick and your position coach from there? Uh, not so much Bill, but uh, I haven't talked to him since I left. Um, but uh, my position coach was Chaddy O'Shea, who is actually, I think he finished up this year in Cleveland. He was a uh, receivers coach and in offensive mind. I know he was a coordinator for a little bit in Miami and uh, I think he's up for another coordinator jobs coming up soon. So I think he's getting interviewed. if He hasn't been hired already. He's just a great coach, man. I I I got to play for him for five years, and uh, I, I've actually known him since I was ten years old. He co- used to coach at University of Houston. Wow. When I went, used to go do their their little camps and stuff like that, and then met him there, and then ended up reuniting with him in, in New England. You know, at the professional level, obviously he was a, he's a great coach. So I still talk to him. He's a Texas boy. Chatty O'Shea is 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 his name. He's he was an awesome awesome position coach and and great great football mind. Nice, but a uh, Gronk has something at the Super Bowl, doesn't he? Yeah, he some party. Gronk has. I think he has a party. Yeah, Gronk Beach, I think it's called. Oh wow! He's
2: I, I keep a field, isn't he kicking a field goal for like ten thousand? Yeah, he's
3: going to kick a field goal, a live shot field goal
2: at some point during.
3: You know, the Super Bowl game itself somewhere. And I don't know where he's going to be. Actually, it's yeah, like, like, I think somewhere it's like uh, somebody
1: wins 100,000 if he makes it or something like that. Right.
3: Yeah, I think if you're I think it's with FanDuel. And if you are subscribed to FanDuel, you know, as a member, then I think they're going to give away like $10 million to all their subscribers. Obviously not. You know, they'll break 10 million up so many different ways. So they're, everybody's banking on a uh size 18 kicking shoe. And what, <laughs> and what? And what's the yardage he's got to kick it? Do we know? I think it's, I don't know. I think it's 35 maybe. Yeah. People think that's easy. I'm sure you can play some live there, I bet yeah.
1: you can. We got a guy, a friend that thinks he can kick a 100-yard field goal. <laughs>
2: With combat, <laughs> boot, combat boots on too. Yeah. Hey, Danny, what do you yeah. think about the new Pro Bowl stuff? I know I watched, like, the seven-on-seven flag game. What do you think about it?
3: I like it better. Uh, yeah. You know, these guys – the, the Pro Bowl game got to the point where, you know, guys are scared to get injured and, you know, jeopardize their actual playing career uh, sure. maybe next year in their, in their off season and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's smarter for, for the league to go to that. I think it's more entertaining, honestly, because they're – you know, everybody is under the, the – you know, they're basically playing flag football anyway you with the pads on when they were Mm -hmm. playing the old pro bowl but i think it's more interactive for the kids and for the fans to to get out there and see them with their helmets off and 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 playing another a different type of the game so it was cool to see cool to watch you know obviously there's a lot of a lot of great athletes out there playing so it was pretty cool
1: nice so is there a particular player or a team that gave you difficulties like you can Uh, put on the calendar (laughs) Yeah, like, well, they got this guy, and I just have a hard hard time with this guy. He could be famous. He could be unfamous. He just yeah. – that particular guy would just give you problems all the time when you
3: played him. I remember my first game in the league, and then also a handful of times after that, lining up against uh, Charles Woodson for the Packers, and then when he was in Oakland, but – I remember my first, really, my first game. I came in, you know. Obviously, he was the slot player there, and he had been playing at that time for probably ten years, anyway. And, and and I go in motion. It's like third and three. I go in motion, and he's, you know, he's got me in man coverage, and he's seen the concept that we run. We we you know we had a very young team, so we really couldn't build too much of a crazy offense where. We, we make things look different every play where I was just running kind of the day one install stuff. And he ran the route for me and picked the ball off and I tackled him. And I was honestly, you know, at the time I was just happy to be out there and be playing. And I was low key kind of excited. I got to tackle him, but <laughs> the simple fact that he intercepted the ball was, you know, <laughs> a very down moment in my day. But uh, every time I lined up against him, he, disguise a leverage or disguise a coverage and and make things look different and he obviously a very instinctual player so oh yeah he was uh, for a really long time oh yeah but yeah every time I played against Charles Woodson he gave me a headache so he was one of the best yeah Yeah, and he's in the hall I talked to him last year actually
1: he had a a bourbon or some some liquor out and he was like at the booth, you know, sampling it and everything. So I went over there and had a drink with him and talked to him. Seemed like a pretty cool guy.
3: Yeah, I talked to him. I uh, did some things with Fox. I did the morning show with with Fox and the boys probably uh, a couple months ago, and got to sit there and talk to him. And and I told him I told him that same story, and and he's actually remembered it and started laughing. And yeah,
1: you're going in motion, and then he's calling out like what you're going to do, what pattern you're going to run.
3: I just I just had a simple under route and he actually ran the route for me and picked the ball off as if he was the receiver and I was like who was, I got who was to, throwing it to you?
2: Who who threw that ball?
3: I think that was uh, I think that was Mark Bulger maybe. Oh okay. So I owe Mark Bulger one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Besides Brady, who is your who's the best quarterback besides Brady that you played with?
3: I think you know Matthew Stafford. I mean. There's I play with a bunch of great quarterbacks. Sam Bradford is really, really good. Um, you know, Tannehill can make a lot of things happen with his feet. He's been playing at a high level. You know, Matthew Stafford really, his his ability to throw the ball and spin it is really unlike any other. I mean, he he can put touch on it, he can make every throw at any depth. You know, he's smart, he sees everything and you know, he can go from throwing sidearm like Patrick Mahomes to over the top if he needs to and and really do it fairly effortlessly. So I, I love the way he, he, you know, he approaches the game. He's a student of the game. He's, he's one of the best, you know, of all time. In my, in my opinion, you can look at his, at, at his, you know, stats and stuff, and, he, and he's up there with, with a lot of, you know, a lot of great quarterbacks. And, and he finally got a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, so everybody's really happy, happy for him. But he's one of the best.
2: Nice. Happy, actually, to see him
1: come to L.A. and finally get to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he put his time in in Detroit, but it was, you know, it was nice to see a guy like that win a Super Bowl for a chance, you know?
2: I agree. Totally. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, he was always really cool. I got to talk to him a couple of times while we were in Detroit uh, after the game, uh, a couple of Danny's games, and he was just, yeah, super cool guy, super humble. I really liked him a lot.
3: Yeah, great. One of the best. What about, who's the funniest funniest teammate
2: you've ever been with?
3: The funniest team I've ever been with. I mean, Gronk. Gronk's pretty funny. He's always going to keep you entertained, man. He's just a character. Um. Yeah. He's he's got on, on the, the defense. Team. Ooh, defense. David Labora.
2: <laughs> he's pretty good. David
3: Labora. David Labora. Hilarious. Actually, I got to spend time with Seymour. Oh yeah. Was- yeah, yeah. I never played with him. Yeah, he was a
2: little bit before my time. Hightower's great. Yeah, he was one of my favorite. He was one of my favorite uh, linebackers, not only on Danny's teams ever, but seriously of all time. is one of the best to watch. I, I was <laughs> so happy I got to watch him play with Danny. It was the best.
3: Yeah, he's awesome. Awesome guy. Oh
2: wait, what? Who's
3: player. the other the big?
2: You know, the big uh, Wolf,
3: Wolfork? Vince Wilfork. Yep.
2: Oh, that's right.
3: Yeah, he was. He was a load man. He could. <laughs> he was a big boy. He could, he could he's strong, push anything. He drove this big, big semi truck, like to practice. Like <laughs> he was just like, and, and then just one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, he was a strong, he was a strong player. Cool. All
1: right, man. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to be on with us, buddy. Appreciate
3: it, Danny. Thanks for having me boys. It's it's a, uh, I'm a huge fan of the show and yeah. uh thank you I, i'm i will continue to tune in and listen
1: yeah awesome. and i'll i'll see you in a couple of
3: days hopefully definitely let's touch base yeah, in, uh, in arizona go learn some golf we can go lose some golf balls together buddy that'd be nice there you go
2: <laughs> awesome thanks danny
3: <laughs> all right. You're welcome guys talk soon thanks. all right guys see you. thanks a lot Bye.
2: thank you danny Amendola, for joining the show today and thank you to my co-host matt Budkis. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and the budkissaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbudkiss.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by americaneagle.com studios. I'm Matt Amendola, and we'll catch you on the next one.
0: AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butchus Award and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, One eight seven seven web now one That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-W-E-B-N-O-W-1.